Hello, and welcome to Belonging Before Believing, the podcast where we answer your questions about the church from Secret Trail. I had an intro. Oh. But yours is better, because we are from Secret Trail, you're right. Everybody forget what I just said. No, 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 don't. And pretend (laughs) like it's the first time. You can hear that it sounds different. There's music in the background. There's going to be a live music uh, there's going to be analyzed music going on. Words hard. Um, the clinking of glasses. The clinking of glasses. But hey, we just finished up. We had a joint service today with uh, another church in town. Hey! And um, it went really good. And so Brian and I thought, well, hey, let's keep the day going with the goodness and come out and enjoy a beer and hang out. And hey! And, and lots of people coming in and seeing us. Hey, hey buddy. How you doing? Well... As we're moving forward, I have an idea, and this is something, hold on a second, I got a hug, hug Kyle Williams, we're recording a podcast. Penis. Oh, it's not live. It is. <laughs> Pray for Kyle. No. <laughs> well, it's that kind of podcast. And so here's my idea. I really do have a good idea. So I've got a list of questions here, and we've got about five left after this one that we can really bust out and do for a podcast. So we need you guys to start ask, answering questions or asking us questions. You can answer them too. No, That'd you need fun. to ask us. Access. Access the questions. Excuse me, sir. Can I ask you a question? So when you access a question, here's what we want. We want you to send us some way, even by snail mail if you have to, um, send us five questions that we haven't talked about yet. Talking to you, Jameson. Talking to you, Jason, and so many other listeners. There, Paul, Tyson, Tyson, Paul. Yeah, we're we're talking to you guys. Send us. Where are all the ladies at, dude? Lee, Lee. <laughs> Send us questions, five of them, and we're gonna do a random drawing. And I have stuff to give away. Oh, that's right. I have, I, I, and you know what? Not only do I have one of the coolest, most amazing, anybody who listens to this show is going to love item. Doesn't, it isn't a specifically B3 item. But um, I'm going to get something made up that's belonging before believing exclusive. Ooh, yep. swag. Yep, a swag item. So there might be two things we give away. There might be two to one, one to two people. We're going to give stuff away. So, write us, ask, access questions. I know what half of those items are. You do? You know what half of those items are? Half of those two items. All right. Yeah. Sweet. Well, hey, what do you think we should give away? A a bottle opener with our logo engraved on it? A flask? How about a bib? A bib? (laughs) Hey, there's this guy I work with. He listens to this sometimes, Jeff. A, A pen holder. He's got one of these real fancy... Like half circle pen that holds all his fancy pens at work. Oh wow! Yeah. So hey, maybe we'll get one of those. Hey, <laughs> we're recording a podcast. We're recording a podcast. Oh, okay. No. Did I blow it? No, no, no. You're welcome. Interruption. Brian. Yeah. Jay. Yeah. Yeah. I miss you, man. Yeah. I really haven't been going that much. Actually, I haven't been in a while either. I know. That's why I'm not going because oh sure. I knew what was going on. Come on. Come on. I'm serious. It's blind leading the blind. Well, come to church. Well, I got my church. I got a Well, church. you don't have it at four in the afternoon? No, I don't. Is the church here? <laughs> He's trying well, to get no. you to do two-a-days. Two-a-days. <laughs> <laughs> well, easy. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you still doing Monday nights here? Yeah, we do Monday nights here. Okay. Yeah. I might start doing that. Our Monday go. night Bible study here is great. Yeah. What time? Uh, well, I roll in about four, 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 five forty-five, six-ish. Okay. And then we get started probably about six thirty. The guys get around and we talk a bunch, and then uh-huh. people kind of just trickle in after work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and uh, what's the format? We do, we're, so we're going through a book, Joe Thorne's book, Life of the Church. It's okay, called. you actually got a book. Yeah, we do, okay. and we're, we're, we, don't, we try to read a chapter ahead of time, but you know, guys, we don't read ahead of time. Uh-huh. So basically, we read it as we're going through it, and then we just kind of talk about it and look up scriptures or uh, talk about, you know, what, what, how this is impacting us. And okay. What you can show we up do cold every church? week. You'd be totally so, fine. So yeah. it, can, it can cover a whole bunch of different scriptures? Oh, yeah. Oh, boy, yeah. yeah. We're all over the okay. place, and we love rabbit trails, so. Yeah. If the di- conversation yeah. takes us the direction, we go down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Uh, but we have sounds good, good biblical parameters. Yeah. Our, our our deal has gone sideways. I mean, it's just, uh, uh, you know, it's like, uh, okay. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, I haven't been doing that much. Yeah. I pray for those guys and talk to them every once in a while. But, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, you're probably going to see me. Come on nice. down. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I'll be you there. Have, Brian, it's a bunch of youngsters, so you got to give us what for. Oh, jeez. Well, no, you and me will be the we'll, we'll be the words of wisdom. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good to meet you. God bless you, Jay. See ya. See, that's how it goes. Even our Bible studies here at Secret Trail on Monday nights, that's the way they are. We're just talking about the word and talking about the Lord, and then we get interrupted. All the time, and it's so good. We go, it is. We go off, and we have these other conversations with people, and we try to bring it back to the Lord. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But we're building good friendships and relationships and goodwill within the community. I think. Yeah. So hey, if you're if if you're in Chico, you should definitely come hit up our Monday night Bible study at Secret Trail Brewery. And if you're not in Chico, you should really pray about doing something like this. Going. Starting a Bible study in a place where there just would not and should not be one happening otherwise, you know? It's just it blows people my, people's minds that we do something here, and it gives us open doors to talk about Jesus and talk about the gospel. So um, pray about doing that if you're not around this particular area. And if you need help starting something up, we'll totally, you know, help you out with how we did it. It totally. didn't take much. No. Um, just some gumption and a couple of dudes. Yeah, it's one of the coolest things that we've done. I guess a church too. It has. It is right. You said you were reading Gospel and Personal Evangelism by uh, That's right. Dever, right? Yep. I does am. he talk in that book about that dude that he goes to visit at Subway? Was, yes, he does. That was one of my favorite things in there about how yep. he, would, he would go to the Subway to get lunch. I don't remember how often it was. Three times a week. Three times a week, just for building the relationships with the workers who were there. Yep. Yep. And I've I've started going getting my haircut at this one particular place. And when I first went there, I told them I was a pastor. And it's like a rockabilly place with like, they're all tatted up and, you know, they got, they're, they're, that just, you can imagine what kind of people and who I love. They're great people. But I've got, I'm going to get my haircut every time there. It's called eye candy. And uh, yeah, so I'm going every time and I'm just going to be, be the pastor who comes in and gets his haircut and they want to talk. So I'll talk, you know, there you go. Nice. Um, Yeah. So what are we talking about? Oh, I was talking about a giveaway. That's yeah. what I was talking about before this. So we want to give you stuff, but in order for us to give you stuff, you've got to ask us questions. It's a deal. It's, it's a deal. It's, it's a quid pro quo. Even my seven-year-old can do that. 
That's what we did like the whole drive here from we left Woodland this morning for an hour and a half. It was asking questions. The Bible questions? No. Did, none? No. Really? Not even one? No. Were you doing the asking or was she? Uh both. Oh, okay. Both. Yeah? Dude, did you just Jesus juke me? I feel like you just did. Like, oh man. I'm good at that. All right. So, more more Bible questions so on the next drive. Get ready, Zoe. Packs are four. Yeah. All right. Hey, what are we talking about? Oh, everybody's favorite topic, divorce. Brian, yes. let me ask you this. I'm going to deposit this into your lap <laughs> as we start, okay? Are you ready? Yes. Why do Christians share the same statistical divorce rate as everyone else? Because they're sinners. Do you think like that's true, first of all? Else. Do you think that's true, that we do, that it is a one-to-one relationship? I'm going to Google it while you're... Probably not. No? I don't think it's going to be a lot better, but I do think it's got to be a little bit better. Yeah. Why? Why do you think it's a little bit better? Um, if for no other... Come in, come in. You can sue him. I just wanted to introduce my wife. Yeah. You yeah, get in there. Because I've talked about you all. Sorry, this we is Brian. Didn't That's okay. okay. What is your name? No, Brian. it's a welcome Brian. introduction. We just met. I'm Jimmy. Yeah. Hi, Jimmy. Uh, yeah, yeah. And we're about right. to be great friends. So, <laughs> yeah. so it was nice. Well, nice yeah. meeting you. Yeah. You too. You I've yeah. talked a, a lot about you, Well, there's a story there for another time. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Right, God bless you guys. So, do you think that's true? So, yes. Sorry, no. Do you think it's true? I do not think it's true. I think it's going to be a little bit more favorable to Christians than unbelievers, and but I don't think it's, my answer is going to be what people expect. I think there's going to be a big element of peer pressure in there. Peer pressure, what do you mean? I mean, it is a, um, there's a greater stigma attached to being a divorced Christian than just being a divorced person in general. Well, granted, I'm sure that it doesn't feel great to be a divorced person who is not a believer. Mm. I think at the same time, I think there's uh, built-in accountability in the church where I think people are probably pushed to work harder to keep their marriage together in the church than outside of it. I think you're right. There is there is a pressure. Um, so here, I, I found Barna statistics. This is a little bit of old. It looks like this was done in 99, and this is a 2004 article. So I'm going to assume that the numbers aren't quite the same, but it says... According to Barna, 27% of born-again Christians have at least had one divorce. 24% of non-born-again Christians have been divorced. What's a non-born-again Christian? I don't know. But 21% of atheists have been divorced. 21% of Catholics and Lutherans. 24% of Mormons. And in America in general, 25% of adults have been divorced. So, so according 1%. to Barna, according to Barna, Christians have been divorced 2% more than the average American. But they said it was 24%. 27. 24 oh. of non-born again Christians. Oh. Whatever that so is. So more often. More. More often, it said, according to Barna. Okay, so why do you think that is? Um, okay, so I think that is, I, I've seen some of the questions from statistic writing organizations before. 
and they're very vague. And there's kind of a pressure to answer questions in a certain way yeah. in a survey. Yeah. You know, you grew up a Christian, so sure. you know you might not actually be a born again Christian. Maybe that's what the non born again Christians are. That you just but grew up. Christian. You just grew up, or yeah. or you, you feel a pressure to identify a certain way. Or there's also this psychological tendency, and I can't remember what the technical term is, to answer a question the way you perceive they want the question to be answered like a test taking kind of mentality Uh that there's a certain amount of people that fall into that category so with all those things considered I, I doubt that it's actually probably that high but let's just for argument's sake say it is it is 27% of um quote unquote born again Christians um I I think that the reason for that is you are right um they're sinners you know, Christians are sinners just like everybody else. But I think that there's, um, we, I don't want to say a deeper reason, but maybe more nuanced as we get into it is marriage is just hard. It is hard to be with the same person day in, day out, week in, week out, month in, month out, year in, year out for your entire life. It is You're hard. like age in, age out. Right, right. Decade now, in, in, decade out. Yeah. Like, yeah. And in the past, there was a pressure that doesn't exist anymore for you to stay together. You know, there was a lot of pressure. So people would endure really crappy stuff. You know, women would stay in abusive relationships and, and you know, women would stay with philandering men, you know, and maybe men would stay with philandering women even just because you don't want that stigma of divorce hanging over your head. It's almost like the scarlet D back, you know, so many years ago, which that isn't the case anymore. So I think that there are some honest instances where divorce, you know, probably is legitimate. You know, we knew a couple a while back and uh, her husband had cheated on her uh, multiple times and she tried to stick it out and do the, you know, no matter what, I'm going to stick together and stay married kind of thing. And it didn't work. And she ended up, you know, leaving, and that was a, a wise and good thing. But that's probably not the majority of instances where that actually takes place. So um, so, we're, so when we're looking at, you know, this issue within the context of the church, for say, um, that there's people who you know, are still sinners. They're still going to go off and do their own thing. And, and you know, we, we've seen it where, you know, girls just, you know, for whatever reason, they get attracted to some other guy. Guys, you know, get want to upgrade, quote unquote, and get the younger model. And so they'll go and find some younger little thing and who is, you know, gather, get, getting their attention and go on from there. You know, I, I've had one. I, we're, I don't know if I've told you this story. Maybe I have. We were out in Wisconsin, so we'd only been married a year, maybe two at that point. Um, I worked night shift at this plastics factory, and there was this girl there, and she was pretty. Um, and I, you know, just thought, well, we're friends. I'm being nice to people. And this girl, you know, she had approached me uh, one night and, you know, came right up to me. and was like, you're married? And I'm like, oh, yeah. And she's like, are you happily married? Uh-oh. You know, here we are in the middle of nowhere, Wisconsin. I work this third shift. I come home, you know, early in the morning. I, I could go out there a little early. I could think of all kinds of reasons, ways that I could get around this if I really wanted to, you know, hook up with this girl. Now, sin doesn't remain hidden, right? It, right. It eventually comes out. So when this happened, I was like, oh, my lands. And I had determined 
right about then that I was going to start telling my wife about every single situation when I was, you know, alone with a woman and potential could have been there because I wanted to protect myself and protect our marriage. But I, I don't, I think that there's a lot of guys who are weak and they have not, you know, worked on that part of their relationship with the Lord. And when some woman of the opposite sex comes in and, you know, starts throwing eyes and, you know, saying these things that they hadn't heard in a long time, you know, it, it does something. And the same thing vice versa with women. And I think if our, our minds aren't, you know, thinking regularly about the Lord and the things of God, then um, we're going to be prone and tempted in that direction. Yeah, and I think people scoff or, or laugh or you just make little of people who do protect themselves in that way. Uh, the reaction that I see to people who try to put up those safeguards for themselves and have accountability, uh, it's everything from thinking it's that that is inappropriate, that you like you can't be alone with somebody from the opposite sex and how like it's almost like discriminatory all the way to you're just a bumpkin and it's yeah. laughable and everything in between. Um, I did have a question the the, like the original question mm-hmm. made me think of. So since in light of that data that you brought up that it says Christians are more prone to divorce than unbelievers, do you think that there is a pressure in the church to marry young? So let me back up a second, because there is an assumption that we didn't answer with, about the question. The question assumes divorce is wrong. And we just jumped in and assumed it was wrong. Right. We, we didn't actually, you know say is it wrong or isn't it wrong and one of the things that we really should do is we can't there's not a yes or no answer to that right Mm -hmm. here in Matt and I'm going to get to your question in just a second but in Matthew chapter 19 Jesus finished teaching and the Pharisees came up to him and they said is it lawful to divorce one's wife for any cause he answered have you not read that he who created them from the beginning male and female I said that therefore a man shall not leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife. So the two shall become one, and they are no longer two but one. Whatever therefore God joined together, let not man separate. So they said to him, well, then why did Moses command one to give her a certificate of divorce and send her away? He said, because of the hardness of your heart, Moses allowed you to divorce your wives. But from the beginning it was not so. So I say to you, whoever divorces wife except for the case of sexual immorality marries another and commits adultery. So, and he goes on from there and talks to his disciples about the same thing. But the, the bottom line is Jesus actually gives a qualification there. So he doesn't say in every case it's wrong. Um, the case of sexual immorality, Paul adds a couple of other cases. One would be um, in the case of abandonment. One would be, and we would accept also the case of some kind of abuse going right. on if that was taking place. But it is always wrong for somebody. It's always wrong for somebody. It's the not one something, who right? Exactly, but it's, it's something that I hadn't really thought of until you're explaining all that. Um, just because it might not be wrong for you, you know, the the abused, the the, the, the cheated on, the mm-hmm. whatever else that. Um, or it could be. I mean, they might have gotten abused, but they might have contributed to it too. I mean. Sure. Is that what you're getting at? No, my point is there's not going to be a case where two Christians can amicably, like, divorce and it's just, 
it just they shouldn't have gotten married in the first it's place. Like, it, yeah. And everybody's okay. Like, oh, we're just gonna, you know. This wasn't just God's will. Right. Right. We're right. moving on. Yeah. Somebody's in sin. Right. Somebody's in sin. When this happens, it's hundred so percent. Just because you're not the one in sin necessarily doesn't mean that. Like, yeah. There's no. There's no divorce where people walk away with their hands clean. Right. Right. What, okay. So let me get to your question now about can is there pressure in the church to marry young? Um, well, I think in history there's been pressure to marry young. I think in life there's pressure to marry young. Um, I think that it's a very modern innovation to start marrying when you're in your late twenties, early thirties, start having your family in your late thirties, you know, and and going on from there, which is kind of the way the course of, <coughs> pardon me, the trajectory of um, our culture right now. I don't think that that's... I, personally, I don't think that's wise. Sure. I think you're spending, you know, y- your youth... You know, basically, the reason why you would do that is because you're young, you're having fun, and you just don't want to settle down yet. Well, God commanded us to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. That, not when that, you feel like it. Not when you feel... it. Yeah, and, and man was... You know, women and men are designed to be married together, and that's part of taking dominion. It's part of our creation excuse me, mandate as Christians. And so if we're going to fulfill our role as Christians, then it behooves us to get married. And I would say, yeah, I think, I think it's wise to get married young. You know, I've counseled lots of people I was one of don't them. have long engagements. I was one of them. Man, you're young, you're in love. Man, you, you know, get married quick. You know, don't, don't let that lust and that stuff that can come linger around and, <clears throat> and cause problems get, get married and give, I mean, me and Andy, we got married pretty young. Um, she was 17 when we met, 18 we got married, 19 we had our first kid. And then, you know, we've had five more. Now, we've gone through, I, I'll get personal, we've been through lots of ups and downs. Um, I, Andy wouldn't be, you know, she would be saying, I'm not, I'm not married to the same woman. And I've heard people oh, say I'm that. I'm, I'm not I've, I've heard people say that. Oh, yeah, I'm a, you know, I'm not married to the same woman. Well, yes, granted, but uh, my wife's gone through, you know, a lot of depression, you know, severe clinical depression, and she's been helped through it. She's, you know, had to be on medication for a long time. And we worked through some stuff, but there were some really, really painful rough patches there where I think some marriages would have been shipwrecked through that. And what keeps us together is not me, it's not Andy just being, you know, it's, it's the Lord. It's we, we've committed to the Lord, to ourselves. One thing very important from the beginning, that I would never bring that word up to her, divorce. I, we don't, I never have ever even toyed with that. You know, there are people who will throw it around and like it's a joke, like... Yeah, it's not know, funny. It's not funny, like, you know, yeah, well, we when we get divorced or, you know, when I divorce you and marry younger, you know, I've heard people yeah. say all those kind of things. And it, it's... It's... <laughs> what? Well, back when I was like super fat, Rachel would make jokes about how when you die, when you're... <laughs> then I get my next husband. It's like, oh, gosh. That's better than divorce, so. <laughs> A little. <laughs> Except for you, because you're dead in that yeah. scenario. Yeah. Uh, I died of fatness. There you go. I might. Pre- that was her prediction for me. Although I got told today I was... That sounds a- so rough to people who don't like know me and yeah. my wife. Oh my gosh. She loves me very much. Oh, she totally does. And it's a funny <laughs> joke still. Yeah. 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 But And I got told today I was a, a thinner version of another pastor that nice. I particularly liked. And I was like, yes! Yes, I am a thinner version of whoever you like. All right. That's right. 
so um, yeah, so I, I think there is a pressure, and I don't think it's a bad pressure. I, I think it, it, it's it's a good thing. Um, I, I think that there's almost more of a pressure uh, pendulum swing to the other direction right now to not marry, to you know let it last. To you know, I know some Christian you know kids. Well, they're not kids anymore, but they were when I knew them. That just aren't getting married because they're looking for the perfect one, or right. it's just them and the Lord right now, and God will bring somebody along later. And if you're looking for the perfect one, you're never going to find them. And you, you know flash, how I knew? You aren't the perfect one, so you better hope that that's not what your spouse is trying to do. Hey, you know, you want, <laughs> you want to know how I knew Andy was the one for me? I married her, dude. <laughs> I've been trying to think of the right way to ask like that question that like leads you to saying those words. So oh, thanks okay. for taking You're the, the, You're the burden away. I do that a lot. Yeah, yeah. That's how I knew. Yeah. How do I know that she was elect from the foundation of the world? I married her. Yeah. And when you marry, you you commit. I mean, you're making covenant vows before God and men, the people people around you that you're going to stick to these vows and keep these commitments. And so it's one of the things that, you know, we as Christians should take very seriously. And I fear, you know what I really think is I fear that it just isn't taken seriously enough, you know, and that there's a frivolity in, in marriages anymore because there's just this assumption that, well, you know, what, 27%? Well, that's like a third. A third of them aren't going to work, so... You know, what's the big deal if I'm one of the third? We'll move on and find somebody better. But the reality is, is there are times where divorce is appropriate. And if it's outside of those times, then you, you shouldn't do it. <laughs> you should you should stick it out and tough it out and get through it. There are two really good pieces of advice, of advice that uh, people gave me about Did, Was it me? Did I give you that advice? You say yes. Yes. Stroke my ego a little bit. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> no, one and one. And I'm pretty sure I've talked about this on the podcast before. Is if you're not working at it, like you're doing it wrong. Oh, if you, so, if you you're saying if you're not actively working at it, you're yeah. you're it's deteriorating. Yes, you're going you're going in reverse if you're not working. Like at I picked it. the right person, so we're just going to stay together forever. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, yeah. Like it, all the work is before you get married. Like that is You're it. just finding the person. Yeah. And Once then, they're found, then it's serendipity. And so you can just like put it on cruise control and you guys are just going to magically wake up and you've been married for 50 years. The look, on, the look on Pat's face when I just said that. And it's just like, okay, bud. Yep. yep. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, and dang it, I just lost the other one. I had it, I had it, I had it, I had it. Well, I think that, let me, while you're thinking, yeah. it's... It's right to say, and I hadn't really thought of it in these words until you brought this up, that if you aren't actively working at it, then you're, you're going backwards. And so I have to actively, constantly, regularly pursue my wife. And even though we've been married for almost 25 years now, I still am daily having to, with forethought, pursue her yep. and think, what are ways I'm going to do to help her? What are things I'm going to do? to bless her, to show her love, to show her that I care. I have to continually do that. That's going to be a lifelong thing. Yeah. We're going to be married 45, 50 years, and I'm still going to be like, oh, maybe she'd like me to get her frozen yogurt, and I'll just go. I have to be active, proactive in those kind of things. Well, and as soon as you get the hang of it, like, they change. 
Right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So I remembered what uh, the other one was, and it's applicable to not just divorce, but like all manner of sin. Is as soon as you assume that it could never happen to you, mm. is when it's gonna happen to you. And uh, you and I have swapped stories before, where you have these these friends who are Christian people who have a seemingly ideal marriage. And then you, they sit down with you and they tell you that, yeah, them and their spouse just split up. Yeah. And you assume that it, like, they're a, a, a couple that you look up to and that you think you're learning things about marriage from them and, and then they don't make it. And, and you think to yourself, like, if they, if they don't make it, then my gosh, I need to work my butt off to stay married to my wife. Yeah. And yeah. And honestly, as sad as it is, I'm so thankful for being around couples like that to have that constant reminder that nobody is has like paired up so well that if they don't intentionally seek the Lord, pursue their spouse, and are continuing to grow together in the Lord, then no marriage is safe. You know what? It reminds me of a concert or it may be in my context more a ballet performance because that's my kids. Nice. Yeah. <clears throat> there is so much work that goes into a concert, right? There's so many hours and hours and hours of practice and, and getting the inflection writer dance. There's hours and weeks and weeks and weeks of performance and doing the same routine over and over and over again. Well, what you see is, you know, an hour concert or you see you know, uh, an hour-long dance recital, and you think, oh, yeah, that looked, really, that looked really good. And what you don't see is all the work that went into it. The you blood. just see, yeah, the blood, sweat, and tears, and you think, oh, I could do that, right? I mean, yep. or that doesn't look that hard. And But the truth of it is, it is really hard. And if we're going to have good marriages, they're going to take hard, hard, hard work. And a lot of it's behind the scenes. It's not sexy. It's not awesome. It's not, you know, glorious. It's not Instagrammable. But the truth of the matter is that's where the, that's where the marriage happens. Not in the, you know, the big parties for 25 years being married or whatever. Right. And uh, I think that's probably going to come as some surprise to some of these people who see us as the big hairy Calvinists that were telling you, yes, you have to work. Work hard. You have to work really, really hard. Yeah. It's not just Not like, just on your marriage. Oh, like, if it's the Lord's will, then I just married the perfect person. And if it's the Lord's will, then we'll just be married forever, and it'll be great. Like, no. Those are dummies. Those are dummies. <laughs> They're not our type of Calvinist. No, and you know what? That's with everything, though. Yeah. We would say we would say that same thing about all the disciplines. It's just about everything. Is It's all about hard work. And being a Christian isn't sexy. It isn't cool it's just it's it's Unless you're a at lot Bible of, college it's a lot <laughs> a lot of times it's just a slog yeah it's just daily living for Jesus putting one foot in front of another walking with him and just trusting that it, that he has you and that you're doing what you need to do and sometimes you'll go through weeks and months without without a, a you know you'll, you'll go through these spiritual dark times we'll divor- divorce marriage is the same thing and if you don't prepare for those times when things are good then when you go through the dark times 
divorce is something that you know you'll you'll actually consider as an option. So I'm gonna do something that everyone always makes fun of me for, even though I never do it. Yes. I'm gonna talk about the gym. Yeah. <laughs> even though it's always everyone else who talks about me talking about the gym, and I never. That's not true. It. You talk about it a lot. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> so owner of uh, the gym I go to, he's talked about how like I the, like that guy. The worst salespeople for CrossFit uh-huh. are people who CrossFit. Right. Cause they're like, oh, dude, I like got clobbered at the gym the other day, and like, oh, I'm so sore, and like almost died, and all this other stuff. I feel like it's possible that some people just heard us talking about marriage like that. <laughs> it's so hard, it's so much work, da, 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 da. but let me tell you something like, it's hard for me to think of something in my life that has been like more sanctifying than being married. Nothing is po- like. No relationship with some like with somebody has showed me how selfish I am, how uh, how sinful I am. Like it's just it's just been such a sanctifying thing to where like you can talk a big talk about being focused on others and wanting to serve and love other people, and that's easy when you can tell them good night and then go back to your house. But when they're in the same house as you and there's no reprieve from having to like be loving and devoted and serving that person, then that's when you really see how you really are. And as marriage being an illustration of how Christ loves and has sacrificed for his church, again, we see how far we fall short in uh, that illustration, in that, in that metaphor. Very, very rarely are things that are worth it easy. Never. It's almost, it's always hard work. Yeah. It's always hard work, but, it's, but those are the things that are worth it. You know, and, and marriage is no different. Maybe it's the penultimate one, right? right. The ultimate would be walking with Christ. Right. But penultimately, um, marriage is the most wonderful thing that's worth it and is a lot of hard work. Um, it's good to keep on and stay together and walk with your wife or your spouse or your husband or whatever you're calling them these days. <laughs> whatever the newest, latest word is. And, um, Your life partner. Please don't say that. Please don't say that. Hey, you want a question today? Just do the life day? together. Yeah, We're please give me a question today before we say more stupid things. Did we do the buffet one yet? What do you think of buffets? We didn't, did we? <laughs> no. All right. What do what you do think you, of Brian, buffets? What do you think of buffets? Um, I think when somebody talks about one, I think of crappy quality food. Uh huh. And when I see it, I think, hey, that looks like crappy quality food, but my curiosity gets the better of me. I load up a plate, it tastes amazing, it makes me feel terrible. Every time? Pretty much. So Faith, this one jumped out at me because Faith took me out for birthday dinner to, I forget what it's called. It used to be Hometown Buffet, but now it's like a Some like a hibachi Chinese, something. Oh, hibachi, that's what it is. Yeah, and it's um, it's a Chinese buffet, but they got all kinds of stuff there. It's not just Chinese food, right? Um, but it did. So I was a little skeptical, and I thought it was going to be dodgy, you know, the food yeah. quality, and it wasn't bad. I was like, well, yeah, pleasantly surprised. I was a little worried about eating the shrimp. Maybe I was going to get some gut nasties. Didn't, and it was pretty good. So I don't know. I kind of the same place with you. Like, eh, it's definitely not even like my. 15th choice of a place to go 
But when I did, I wasn't. I, did, I didn't feel bad like you. Said. So, what is one food that you should never eat at a buffet? Oysters. <laughs> How about that one? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Dude, I'm like weary of like most seafood, really? unless yeah. it's like fried. Yeah. Like fried seafood, like you could do okay. Yeah. But any other kind of seafood and. Yeah, you just don't know, right? Yeah, yeah. No. oysters. No. That doesn't sound good at all. They look like runny snot bobs anyways, mm. and I don't want... Not us. Snot bobs. Yeah, that was somebody bringing in food, and I said not us. But um, So, yeah, I don't know. What else is pork? you got to be real careful with pork, right? Anywhere. It's just, yeah, they got worms that grow out of it. Do you ever see those videos where they pour coke on a piece oh, of pork? Oh, gosh. And, like, the worms come out? Oh. Like, I, I don't know how staged that is or whatnot, but I don't know, man. Maybe that's a real thing. Mm. I, you yeah. make me hungry for second lunch. <laughs> mm. Dude, that potluck today was out of sight. Dude, yeah. Right? Those old folks laid it down. Dude, Baptists know how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Remember, boys and girls, marriage is not a buffet. <laughs> we believe you belong. <laughs> <laughs>